When we talk to ourselves through our thoughts and we shape our lives through negative self-talk and judgmental thoughts, then it will keep us stuck. And that is the biggest difference between whether we're going to make progress on our goals or we're going to be stuck and also how we're going to feel about it. Hey, I'm Chelsea. I'm a professional mentor and coach, and I believe that your biggest goals and your wildest dreams can come true through small and simple changes. Follow along and let me show you how you can grow by degree. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Grow by Degree podcast. I am so happy you are here. If you are new here, welcome. This is the podcast where we talk about all things goals, especially when it comes to setting small and simple achievable goals that can ultimately change your life. It's truly all about growing one degree at a time. So if this is your first time, welcome. If you are coming back to me, (laughs) then welcome back. Today is going to be awesome because I want to talk about the topic of falling behind. In my profession, where I work with students, uh, helping them while they're on their path towards getting their graduate degrees or undergraduate degrees, um, we hear this a lot. (laughs) I hear this pretty much every day. This Fear of falling behind is so prevalent when somebody is working towards a goal. And especially when you put a time frame on that goal, which actually can be quite healthy. So I want to come right out of the gate and say the thought of falling behind isn't necessarily a bad thought. However, it can be depending on how you are using it. So first of all, I want I want you to really consider if this is a fact let's say the the phrase i'm falling behind if that is truly truly a fact or if it's a thought so when we think about facts we want to think about like absolute truth this is provable in the court of law you have evidence <laughs> right sometimes it might be like a fact most of the time we can debunk it. Most of the time, it's a thought. And a thought can be true or it can be untrue. Thoughts are subjective to opinions. (laughs) And really, thoughts are our opinions. Our thoughts are our interpretation of the facts. So when I say falling behind can be a thought, it is oftentimes a thought because It's our own determination of the facts, and it can oftentimes be debunked if we're approaching it as a fact. So I want you to really, like if you're thinking of an example um, where you feel like you may be falling behind, I really want you to first determine, is this cold hard fact, or can I debunk this? Is this potentially a thought? Now, if you're imagining yourself running a race, right, like winning is the goal. Being the first to complete the race is the goal. 
and you feel that you're falling behind and then you get this boost of energy that pushes you forward. That's probably a really good scenario where this is a positive, helpful thought. But most of our goals actually are not a race. And while quick results seem quite nice and ideal, oftentimes those aren't lasting results. And so the game that we're playing is a long game, meaning it's really not a race. The long game is that this is just going to take the time that it takes. I want to talk about an experience that I just had today. I went to parent-teacher conference for my little one who is in preschool. So this is his very first exposure to school and they are already doing tests. They are testing him on his social skills. They are testing him on his numbers, on his letters, on his ability to follow instructions and make transitions. They are already benchmarking where my child is in their educational journey. And he's, again, in preschool. In fact, when my little guy was a baby, before every doctor's appointment, I would get a list like of multiple pages that would ask me benchmark questions for my child. And really the goal was, are they ahead? Are they behind? Are they where they need to be? And I want to make sure we recognize that we are set to meet a benchmark from the very first moments of our lives. And while, you know, in a lot of cases, this is really important and healthy for the child, it really is a great reminder that we're kind of conditioned to meet benchmarks in life the minute we get out of the womb. So it's no wonder that when we get into our adult years, we are still searching for a benchmark to hit. And it makes a lot of sense that we end up feeling like we are behind quite often because a lot of times we look towards our peers, people who are supposed to be in the same boat as us to determine if we are hitting that benchmark or not. So oftentimes we look externally for that determination and we are not often taught or conditioned to look internally, which makes so much sense <laughs> given, you know, the education system and how that's how that works. We are tested, we are um, always trying to hit a benchmark of what we should learn and what we should know and what we should be able to do. And again, this might surface at some ages, but that pattern of thinking may not surface for forever. So how do we determine if this falling behind thought is truly serving us? Because it might be or it may not be, right? How do we determine if it's a helpful thought? Well, the thought I'm falling behind is not a complete thought. It's only halfway there. We only know that you're falling behind, but we don't know what you're falling behind of. We we have no idea. <laughs> so that thought is only partially there. We need to finish it. And by finishing it, we will be able to determine whether or not it's serving us. For example, in a race, you might say, I'm falling behind the other opponents. 
well, that is very clear that this is supposed to be a race, right? So then in that circumstance, that thought of I'm falling behind could be very motivating. But if we finish the sentence and it's actually something like, I'm falling behind my friends. Now that is something we will want to question a little bit, right? Because life isn't a race. So what are you behind in? Is it school? Are you feeling behind in school? Is it romance? Are you feeling behind in, uh, in you know, romantic partners or romantic experiences? And what is your benchmark? Because there's really nothing in life that says you need to reach this romantic deadline by this age or you're too old. Really, that thought, I'm falling behind romantically, is not a helpful thought. It's not. Because while your friend may be in a relationship with someone that they love and uh, and may have found their life partner, right? You are your own person and you're experiencing your own thing. So comparing your life and the deadlines in your life to another person actually just hurts you because they're just living their lives. <laughs> and, and it's up to you to live your own life. And your own life is going to play by its own rules and it's going to have its own timeline. And it may not be anywhere near your friends. So using your friend as a benchmark is probably a more unhealthy way to use the thought, I'm falling behind. So step number one, to find out if this is going to serve you or not, this idea of falling behind, is determine whether or not it's a thought or a fact. And once you decide it's a thought, because that's going to be the case most of the time, (laughs) once you determine it's a thought, then you want to make sure you're finishing the sentence. I'm falling behind what? And be totally honest with yourself, because that's how you are really going to determine if that thought is even serving you at all to think. Now, there is one thought that is along the same vein of falling behind, but has a lot more damage that it carries with it. And I want to share it with you because this is probably the most common version of the thought that I hear, and that is, I should be further ahead of where I'm at right now. Or I should be further along than this. Or even I shouldn't be so far behind. All of those phrases, and there are probably like dozens of renditions of these phrases, but all of them have one very concerning word, which is I should. I should. I shouldn't. That word, in most cases, in a lot of cases, is, very, is a very strong indicator of self-judgment or even judgment of others. But in this case, we're talking about talking to ourselves. So when we use that word, should, we are forming a judgment thought about ourselves. And I want to break down judgment one more time for you. I know I've done an episode about this, but let's take a deep dive to really understand this. When we judge ourselves, we put ourselves in a position of shame. And shame drives us to continue or begin unwanted behaviors, which is the opposite of accomplishing our goal. So when, for example, when we say I'm so far behind, I should be further ahead of where I'm at right now with our goals, we are more likely to 
have a tag along thought or belief that says something like, so why should I even try? Like, why even try? And that will put us on the couch (laughs) watching Netflix, unless on the couch watching Netflix is your goal. Then that will put you somewhere else (laughs) because it will put us somewhere where we don't want to be. It's going to drive the opposite behavior. If you should, if you tell yourself, I should be further along in my weight loss journey, let's say, um, there, that is a loaded judgmental statement, which I've told myself, by the way, many times, that is a loaded judgmental statement. And from my experience, when I think that thought and believe that thought, that weight loss journey comes to an end. (laughs) and uh or it takes a really big pit stop because now I've lost desire because I also believe the thought that it's not going to happen why even try when we have that judgmental thought and we push ourselves into a place of shame then we start to think why do I even try it why am I even trying this why am I even spending my energy on this it's not working I'm behind and it, we spin in self-judgment. So judgment, self-judgment creates more self-judgment, creates more shame and then more judgment. It's this really kind of difficult chain to break unless we can get it at the root, which is usually that should word. <laughs> so a simple trick, if you find yourself telling yourself, I should be further ahead than this. We want to catch that should statement early and replace it with I could. I could be is a much different vibe than I should be because I could be is an open-minded approach. I could be further ahead than this can open up an opportunity for you to do some internal introspection and Uh, And really kind of determine what's going on. I could be further ahead than this is an inspiring way to really be realistic of where you're at and where you could be and where you want to go. I could be further ahead is so much different than I should be. I should be further ahead is going to stop us in our tracks. I could be further ahead is going to help us feel like we can get there. When we use the word could, there's like this underlying belief that it's possible. Could equals possibility. Should equals judgment. Just that simple flip in uh, two letters to one. (laughs) Two letters to one can cause so much more belief in yourself and will motivate you to become further along than you actually ever imagined. We need to be so careful with how we talk to ourselves because how we talk to ourselves shapes our decisions, shapes our lives. It shapes our habits, what we do. The way in which we speak to ourselves, we often discredit that so much. I know I'm going on a little bit of a side rail, but it's so important. We often discredit the way that we talk to ourselves. Like, we are taught to talk nicely. <laughs> and if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But there's no, there's often no direction on thinking those thoughts. Like, we're usually thinking them is okay. It's just talking about them. 
But when we talk to ourselves through our thoughts and we shape our lives through negative self-talk and judgmental thoughts, then it will keep us stuck. And that is the biggest difference between whether we're going to make progress on our goals or we're going to be stuck. And also how we're going to feel about it. Listen, I work all day with students. That's my job. I love it. I work with students. I help them with their goals and with their progress. And we talk about benchmarks and we make goals on when they're going to complete something every single day. And oftentimes, students fall behind their goal. But the funniest thing there is that we just arbitrarily pick that date out of the thin air. Like, we'll set a goal date of when they're going to complete a course before they even like look at the actual course and know what that's going to look like or what and they also don't know what kind of time they're going to have we are honestly when we set some goal dates for like when they hope to complete a course or a task or whatever it might be we are arbitrarily picking that day out of the air and we only set goal dates for our goals whether it be with school or anything else to serve us The purpose of setting a date to drive ourselves towards is to serve us. And if it's not serving us and it becomes something that we are choosing to beat ourselves up over, then we need to drop the date thing (laughs) and focus more on the practice. Because the purpose of a goal date or a target date or a timeline is to help drive us towards progress. It's not there to uh, use as a weapon against ourselves when we make a mistake and we don't hit you know, our time goal. We want to make sure we have a time goal as long as it's serving us. But if you misuse that as a way to judge yourself, it's not serving you. It's doing more damage than good. We need to make sure that we are setting time goals appropriately with the appropriate mindset and distributing grace for ourselves when we need it, which is probably more often than we think. In so many of our goals, we set arbitrary deadlines. We set arbitrary ideas of when we need to complete something. The government says you are an adult when you are 18, but I don't think every teenager suddenly turns into an adult on day one of 18. I think becoming an adult happens gradually. (laughs) And while legally you might be an adult, in your head and in your maturity, it might take a little bit longer than 18 years of age to really lean into adulthood and you know society also tells us when we need to complete school and when we need to get married by and when we need to purchase a home and when we need to uh, retire by and then what we need to do after we retire (laughs) and also society tells us when we need to be promoted and when we need to make a certain amount of money there are so many benchmarks that we in our heads receive from society and oftentimes many people don't hit them you know a lot of people don't complete college in four years i didn't it took me 10 years of on and off college and other things before i finally got my degree you know when i was going to high school i was expected to know what i wanted to be at age 17 
I was expected. That was the benchmark. (laughs) And I certainly felt behind because I had no idea what I wanted to do. While so many of my peers already knew what career they were working towards, I was lost. I changed my major in college six times. I had no idea what I wanted to do. But I have absolutely no regrets for every single major that I tried. Because each time I learned something about myself, and even though it took me longer to finish school, I am confident the major that I did get my degree in is exactly what I needed to do. There is no question or doubt in my mind that that was the right choice or the right call. I am 110% confident that I got the correct degree. And I know because I sampled the others I was interested in before I landed on a degree that worked for me. And I probably did that well uh, beyond when a lot of people were finishing school that I knew. And I saw, I looked on Facebook and I saw all of my friends graduating. So I thought, but I know a lot of them didn't. I saw so many friends graduating and I was switching my major again. And having to take more school (laughs) and take longer in school. And uh, I remember feeling quite behind in that stage of life. But the truth is, I wasn't behind. I was taking my own path. And that's what we are all doing. We are all on our own path. Thank you so much for listening. You are not behind. You are right where you need to be. You are right on track. Think that. Think that before you think that you're on, you're behind and tell your brain to prove to you why that's true. You are right on track. Have a wonderful day and I will catch you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Grow by Degree podcast. Hit that follow button so you can get all the juicy updates and come find me on Instagram by searching Grow by Degree. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.